0: Hi, so welcome to this week's research review, where I'll be looking at another uh, paper on patellofemoral pain syndrome. So this is the Molgaard et al. 2017 paper, which looked at the effect of foot orthotics and foot strengthening compared to just knee-based strengthening exercises for uh, patellofemoral pain syndrome. I thought this was quite an interesting study because uh, the conclusion in the name of the paper seems quite strong, that they that that foot orthotics and foot exercises outperform the exercises. But as with a lot of studies, when we start to delve into the details, um, we start to find things that some of those statements um, don't mention. So in this study, it was quite first of all, it was quite a small study of only 40 people, and they had a number of interesting inclusion and excru- exclusion criteria. Inclusion criteria being that uh, they had patellofemoral pain for greater than 12 weeks, and that um, the patients all had to have a calcaneal eversion angle of greater than six degrees or greater and in the exclusion criteria what they didn't exclude was uh, people um, seeking other or if they'd sought other treatment so we've got the standard sort of exclusion criteria of getting rid of people who have potentially other conditions osteoarthritis um, if they've had surgery on their knee where, where we're not getting the same population but this one didn't exclude people that's had previous treatment so what this means going in is in the study we've got a small small select group of people who have had symptoms greater than 12 months, who have a certain foot posture and may have also sought treatment. So we're potentially getting a, a real subset population um, that and we didn't We didn't really. I get more questions answered in terms of did they seek previous treatment? Why did they sign up for this this sort of study? Because there very much could have been a whole group of people that came in who had quite flat feet, who um, thought they needed treatment, weren't getting it um, elsewhere, and then specifically sort of came into this study for that reason. And that's sort of when we look at the, the you know we can, people can be getting results at six and 12 weeks having 12 weeks of patellofemoral pain well I think it's it's hard to find people who have had pain for less than three months and get them into a study um, it's by not excluding people who've had previous treatment it kind of tells us that, that people could have gone away not gotten a favourable outcome and that and, and that kind of gets them in the study. So they compared um, uh, the the foot orthotics and foot strengthening to knee strengthening or a knee-based physiotherapy program. The physiotherapy program was interesting because it consisted of manual therapy, taping, home exercise program, which was 15 to 20 reps based, uh, was no equipment, just bands, and they only had three sessions with a physiotherapist. With the foot exercise and foot orthotics uh, program, they took EVA-based devices made by a pedorthist. Um, and the exercise program was 12 sessions over four months that were using bands, wobble boards, as well as their body weight. And so there's media disparity between the two because when you think about knee-based exercise, home exercise program, to develop lots of changes uh, in some of those larger muscle groups, you're gonna need more than um, some bands and some body weight. We're gonna need to start adding some weight to them too to really get the benefit of strengthening. And the 15 to 20 reps is really not ideal for um, making big changes, that's just more of an, what we typically sort of look at as an endurance program, rather than one that's trying to make actual phys- really sort of big physical changes um, in terms of strength, power, those sort of factors to um, people's knees or the musculature around their knees. When we look at the foot exercise program, 12 sessions with a physiotherapist um, Guiding these exercise programs, there's potentially a huge bias towards the foot exercise group because they were just in contact with someone a lot more. There's a lot more benef- There's a lot more chance for uh, placebo or non-specific effects from all those interactions, and the fact that we that they could have been guiding it more. There could have been more. Um, focus on completing it um, correctly, um, getting them to do all the sets and reps, doing it all properly, so the exercises we, we know are beneficial. So there's lots of issues there with that disparity between the two groups. So when they when they have the results and they found that the foot orthotics group and foot strengthening group did better than the knee exercise group, uh, the, knee, the, physi- the knee-based physiotherapy program group, it was interesting because it also didn't reach the difference; did not reach statistical significance. So, what we're identifying in this study, when we're on on face value, we can look at it and say this is a really, really good um, alternative. But in the reality, when we look into the details, it's not holding up as much. It's a very strict sort of population that we had uh, lots of interaction with that population compared to compared to the. the the comparison population of the knee-based exercises and then ultimately there was a lot more cost money spent for not getting a significant difference. When we view this in the light of literature I think it starts to highlight again that we're not really getting a good strong mechanistic understanding of what, what these things are actually doing. We're just trying different permutations and of how, this, of how these things work. So we're saying, does this work? Is this better? Rather than saying, how do we build a comprehensive understanding of exactly who um, may benefit from what treatment and why? And therefore try to figure out the mechanisms. But it is an interesting one because while it is not better, um, statistically significant, the um, better than knee exercises, it does provide another alternative to Um, programs like that are solely based around the knee or the hip. If people aren't responding, sometimes it might just be better to take the focus away from the knee and the hip and focus on the foot. So foot orthotics and foot exercises. Why may this be beneficial? Well, you know, in other conditions, we know when we have a significant amount of pain, aggravating factors, and some of that might be, for example, a sensitization process. It might be quite fixated on that limb and that pain providing them with an alternative focus. So we're going to now focus on your foot. We're going to take away a lot of these knee-based exercises and things that you're doing and just give you a bit of a break and focus on something else. That may provide another another way of approaching these things because by taking away that focus on the knee, it may just give it time to calm back down. And then we start back to reintroduce exercises. So, while I don't think this study is as revolutionary as, as it potentially sounds when you first read the, the, the um, brief the, the abstract or the just the title, it at the very least shows us that we have alternate options that we have that we can do that seem in at least this population to do be just as effective as other treatments. It's wider applicability, there are some theoretical ideas why why we could do it with other people as well, which I think is quite interesting, and I think that can be quite helpful. Um, at the very least, it's not saying that this was worse. So again, what are these research papers, and I think it's quite a theme that I see, is they identify lots of options and, and, and show us that there's lots of different ways that we can uh, treat people, which is great, because it means it gives us a lot of um, scope to personalise Uh, treatments to that person, we're not just providing this one um, treatment program and say, this is what you have to do for this specific condition. Um, But it's also not narrowing it down to who benefits from it. What are the mechanisms that tell us how, or what are the mechanisms um, that make this work, make this effective, and then how can we use that to target certain individuals exactly like what we do with drugs where we say this drug targets this mechanism and this is therefore it's going to be more effective in this population. That's where I think our our big next steps for most musculoskeletal uh, conditions need to be. Not saying that it's easy but it's just saying maybe that's where we need to start focusing and as clinicians also start trying to focus and read between the lines on these papers.